Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Pickaxe. Oh, what was that little lovely nugget of uh, audio that you just heard? That was the new sting for the start of podcasts that are in our podcast network, what we have just made, called the Pickaxe Network. We're going to put all the Yogscast podcasts in there, and hopefully there's a lot of people in the Yogscast and beyond who should be doing podcasts, and hopefully this network will be a way to make that happen, to cross-promote each other, and be very, very good. We're not owned by some big corporation, it's just still the Yogscast. So yes, the quality is going to be as high as always. Hope you like what we're doing, and thank you for listening to our podcasts. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt your scheduled programming uh, back to the episode of whatever podcast you're listening to right now, which I assume is Triforce. Uh, I should stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Thanks We're, for joining us. Oh, man, oh. thanks thanks for being here. Gosh. <laughs> what a time. It's a pleasure. What it's a always time. a pleasure God. to hang out thanks with my up. buds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also thanks for the to the audience. Oh, for, God, for, yeah. For, thank for, you, too. Thanks for, for listening to this crap. Yeah. Cheers. Someone is, are you playing a game, Sips? I can I hear am, some yeah, yeah. keyboards. What are you no, playing? I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen. You are uh, not. You're, you're playing am. it while we're doing the podcast. I always play games while we do the podcast. It's a gaming podcast. That's well, so it's meant rude, to be anyway. man. No, I, listen. I, this game is so mindless, though. Like you just, it, it's it's an MMO, right? So it's like, hey, deliver twelve hot dogs to Gary in this uh, faraway place. Okay. And I run there, and I deliver the hot dogs. And uh, when I'm done, I get that uh, overwhelming sense of achievement uh, after delivering the hot dogs. So. I can hear the keystrokes of you moving to deliver the hot dogs well, right now. I do have a mechanical keyboard, so... Um, so we're going to... What are you doing right now, and who are you playing? I want to uh, know. If you're going to if you're going to be playing this through the whole podcast, then I'm going to have to listen to the key keystroke well, uh, noises. Look, you're I created have to tell me a, more. I created a new character so that I can I can stream this a bit later on and maybe like you know see if I can get something going. Uh, I created a character called Old Old Hogan. He is a uh, big big brawny bruiser, and uh, right now I'm slaying rats and ladybugs. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the start of my adventure. And, so, and this uh, cannot wait until 11 when we finish no, this, the podcast you can't no. save this as well this gold for your audience do you know what I mean no, like, no. I, I feel like you should treat them with no, it no no the thing know. is I'm uh, like I, I, I have much less time nowadays so I've got to be a lot more efficient I have to multitask right. a lot you know like mm. even th- today I did squats while I brushed my teeth did so. you? That's, I did. that's that's. I usually just um, brush your I teeth. Usually com- I usually go to loot and do squats. Right. Yeah. Well, not me. In got... the shower. Yeah. I do like all four at once. Yeah. That's I'm a like good a. Idea. 
I'm like a machine. I am too. Just I'm a just a, I'm a lean mean uh, questing machine <laughs> and squatting machine and toothbrushing machine as well. Are you concerned that you're not gonna be? I mean, the, the thing about MMOs is that they don't end, right? The, no, they never that, do. I mean, yeah. you're playing, I guess, quests if you just started from literally 10 years ago. Yes. And uh, you've got like four expansions worth of trying to keep people a monthly subscription going. It's massive. The amount it is of content a huge in game, that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's surprisingly big. Yeah. Everyone's jumped ship from WoW after all after all the Blizzard stuff and everyone's now talking about Final Fantasy 14. It's the it's the hot new MMO. There have been some other ones come out like New World. Like yeah, the, um, well that's not out yet. That's coming out pretty soon. But uh I think uh you know what, Lewis, you particularly I think you'd like this. It's a very focused on solo play for an MMO. <laughs> um, which you I didn't like. like it. I you... didn't like it. I played it like um during the lockdown because I was getting a bit lonely yeah a year ago and it was on offer for like i don't know 95 percent off or something so i was like oh i'll pick it up yeah and it had a free month so i was like oh i don't want to pay for a month but no i didn't renew my subscription no I, 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 I funny funny story uh from me uh in that regard i subscribed to this game for about 400 days i got all these rewards for being subscribed and everything total play time like two hours uh, mm. just didn't cancel my sub. I just yeah, I hated the get, uh, website, yeah. the interface, and uh, couldn't bear to 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 do it. And uh, just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Didn't realize that a year had gone by. So uh, I got to get my money's worth of this game now. I've I've paid a year's worth of subscription for it, and I haven't played it. So it's I time subscribed to... to Google's thing, Stadia, for a year by accident. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, I just cancelled that this week. But I I, I, subs- I signed up because it had Orcs Must Die 3 on it, which yes. you played recently. Yeah, yeah, I um, loved it. Because that just came so out good. on Steam. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the game I subscribed to Stadia for. I wonder whether I'm still... Of course I am. Yeah. Uh, that's how they get you. But yeah, um, Orcs Must Die 3 is okay. It's I good. I streaming it. I loved it. So you yeah. haven't had fun with it. I thought it was great. Humankind came out this week, which I, I had quite a bit of fun with. I've, um, I think it's quite fun. Yeah, I like, I, I, uh, I, like I played it a while thing. back. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So yeah, it, it's got it's got the whole the whole of it now, which yeah. ugh, it's, it's a bit it's a bit weird, but right. it's it's pretty good. Is it weird because you're not good at it yet, or is it weird because it's actually weird? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. I tried playing um, it uh, when it was available. I think it was on Epic or something, and you could play the beta or something. Yeah, is yeah. That, it's like, kind of like Civ, right? But it was like they had a series of pre-releases. They made Endless Legend. They've made these strategy games before, yeah. which have been okay. Yeah, okay. I, my biggest problem is because I played that other one. What's it called? Ancient Old World. Ancient World. Oh, well, oh man, yeah, what yeah, was sure. that? What was that game? Sorry to derail here slightly, but what was that game that we played? Was it Off-World Trading Company? Yeah. Remember yeah. when we played it and the the voice lines were like not complete oh, or whatever? Yeah, that was such Pirates. a good game. I hate these <laughs> damn bastards. Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> Man, that was but so the, funny. So the, the thing with Old World is that the, they took one of the most frustrating parts out of all of those Forexes, out of every Forex I've ever played, which is it takes forever to move your fucking units around, like really frustratingly. And that's what makes it board gamey. So Old World doesn't really have that. You can move your lads quite far. Um, and what limits it is that you have a number of orders that you can give per turn. But your unit mobility is quite large, and it should be. Yeah. Because if you're saying five years have passed, 
why have my lads moved two tiles in five years? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, to have this historical thing is like, this is going to take us 15 turns to build. That's like hundreds of years. Okay, fair enough. But then why does it take my lads that long to move from one end of my small empire to the other? It's kind of silly. So they kind of took that out. Because I always <laughs> well, found it, meant, it made war and it made responding to war so fucking difficult and encouraged you to just have a small turtly empire. Because you can't, like, not. I'm not even talking, like, conquering half the world like ancient Rome or whatever. I'm just talking about a little three or four city empire. Why does it take me ten turns to move my lads? It's daft. So they well, took yeah, that like out a, of it. That's like the equivalent of a hundred years of time right. to, like, but walk so, so, uh, somewhere. Um, what was it? Ancient, not, not ancient legend. Um, what was it Endless, called? Endless legend, yeah. 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 Your lads move unbelievably slowly in that. And, like, even though they've got all this magic and they can build cities, you have to research roads, which I never understood. You should, they know how to do roads. <laughs> roads they can don't build just pave themselves. Flex. It's just uh, you, stupid. You have to learn how to do it. Yeah, but we can build a tower that reaches higher than any building in the city. No problem. Roads? What's that? What the fuck, man? Give us roads. They're so stupid. Why can't uh, they like, build I'd city like walls? I'd like to see you make a road, Mr. I can make a road uh, right roads now. are stupid. You couldn't. It wouldn't be a good road. Nobody would want to use it. It'd be a shit road. What are you talking about? I'm not making a road. It'd be a terrible road. road. No, yeah, I'm well, not making a road. Yeah, but you seem to, to hold a lot of, of judgment towards people who want to aspire to make a road. No, I'm saying why can't, why don't they start with road technology, given that they also have all this engineering technology? I'm not an engineer. They clearly have engineers oh, clearly not. because I mean, of the shit you, they've built they've start with like wizards show you know I me mean? yeah i feel like what do you think they should conjure a road <laughs> they should death stranding a road you just yeah, put fucking whatever do it spawn one in but the funny thing is with endless legend i i've always i always wanted a civ version of it because it was all cr crap like it was always like what should i research oh you want to research spondulating magic wing yeah, wingles. Yeah. Which has been a, a long time complaint of ours about 4X games is if it's set in a non-Earth universe, the technology needs to have names that sound like real things. You cannot yeah. call it some crazy fucking word and have some image of something that doesn't look like anything you've ever seen and be like, this will give you access to nerdles and creep flobbles. Huh? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what any of this <laughs> Those is. Those are accessible early in the uh, game? That oh, sounds yeah, a little crazy. bit OP, actually. <laughs> Earlier than roads, mate. That's, that's stupid as hell. You start off with the nerdles and flobbles yeah, straight away. Yeah, it's fuck, crazy. That, what is, okay, well, that's, my uh, whole point, that's right? a no, yeah. no buy from me. No buy. That's no buy. <laughs> No so buy. yeah, I've been I've been doing that. Hey, listen, Flex. Um, uh, games games that you might like if you've never played it before. Um, I would recommend um, trying out Project Zomboid. It's uh, it's changed a lot. If you played it a long time ago, I played it a very long time ago. Okay, if you played it a very, long, it a very time long, ago, long time ago, and I hate it. What you yeah. what you want to do is um. Uh, boot it up again, go to the betas um, setting in Steam and go for build 41, which has like all the new stuff that they're working on. Man, it's great. It's changed a lot. It's really fun. It's so really, is it really still fun. like an almost top down-ish, you're yeah. a lad surviving in a town and you go around and try and like loot and stuff. It's live a bit like... through the day and the night and all the rest of it. And you can yeah, barricade yeah. windows and doors and yeah. things like that. And then, yeah, and, and fight zombies and try to survive and is it is it a single player game it's single player with multiplayer coming you you will be able to play it multiplayer um that I sounds think the, like it might be quite fun yeah yeah because you can imagine um i think when i tried playing um multiplayer we had it set up for uh when you joined if you died you were banned from the server so you couldn't just come back you know like as a new guy well, or whatever that's it was awesome. like yeah yeah so like there's 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 definitely things that you can do to to make it a bit more interesting 
Um, if you play solo, if you load up a map and you play a character and your character dies and gets turned into a zombie, you can then create a character on the same map and go and hunt down your previous zombified character, mm. kill it, and take all of his stuff, and you'll still have access to any bases or anything that you built or whatever, uh, which is kind of cool too. Um, we had a couple of runs, like I've been playing recently, had a couple of runs where I spawned in almost right next to where my previous guy died, so I was right. able to just... <laughs> quickly pick up where i left off or if you want to go for like the the true hardcore experience just uh, make a new map every time you die and start from scratch hmm. which is pretty fun too um but it's nice it's uh it's got all the uh it's got lots of like really sort of uh deep uh, mechanics and stuff um and it's it, it's just it's just really fun to try to survive and hmm. i'll give it a go yeah it's, it's i mean at the it moment sure. i'm on a Rimworld tip so I've just been playing yeah. that all for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they've just, um, this ideology thing has come out for it where you can design a religion. And some people were asking, well, what's the point? But if you think about it, a lot of people that play RimWorld want to play it a different way. Some people like, uh, like I, I just like to sort of turtle and try and get my guys into a decent place where we can build the ship and fuck off. Yeah. Other people want to build like, um, oh, I harvest the organs of my prisoners and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you want, like I, I actually, but it's difficult because sometimes- I like how those are the two play styles. <laughs> they, those are. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing is like- They're sometimes not mutually exclusive. Well, no, they are because it pisses off your colonists if you Okay, do but have you ever tried playing it like this, Flax? Every time somebody um, annoys you, even if it's an animal or whatever, you have to administer a smoke leaf joint to them, whether they like it or not. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Like, you that's, a, that, that's right? a fun way of playing too but if you wanted you could make it so that your people actively seek that out so previously yeah. sometimes you would have this funky play style but your people would get upset about it like they'd be like you say human that people, meat and stuff you say that people don't actively hunt out a smoke leaf choice no, really, no, listen, no. I don't know if I ever told you this story about the one time I was playing RimWorld I had a, uh, I had a colonist who got into a gunfight and was shot in the head but didn't die but had such bad brain damage that they became a vegetable so they were still alive in a sense uh like they were still breathing and just occupying a bed full time and uh, people would come in and wash them and feed them every day and stuff uh so one day we decided hang on a second let's make life a little bit more interesting for this person and force them to smoke a joint because why not right well it killed them they, they died. <laughs> so we does I thought, the, the I moral thought, of the story is that we get better. can kill, okay? Uh, contrary to popular belief. Yeah. I thought it would make their life better too, but no, it actually, it, it just aced Can you imagine if he just away. stood up and be like, wow. Just lips touched the, uh, touched the dupe and that was it. Did they administer it wrong or something? Did I they don't just, know how like... you can do that. I mean, they didn't try to shove it up their ass or anything like that. I think if, just... if they've got um, any kind of brain injury i yeah. think if you take the smoke leaf it, it essentially counts as like an injury or a modifier to the brain so oh, i guess right. it just pushed them over the edge or something yeah, yeah. like that but uh yeah so if you wanted you could run. design a religion yeah. where that was like your whole thing was getting high um and you can also have a bunch of cannibal nudists uh, and they get upset if they're not eating human meat so if you want to build that kind of sort of run you can do that um, and it, you know you get bonuses and you get special rituals. So we have two rituals at, at, in my religion: baldism or guntopia. I think this one is. Right. And you can uh, we have like a big celebration. We have like a big conversion ritual. 
where we try to convert people to our religion. And we also have a public execution ritual. And the best thing is you do the execution on one of your prisoners and the people will be like, that was a good execution. It like gives them a a boost in their morale. Or they could be like, that was a really (laughs) mediocre execution. I'd love to know what's going on in the execution that you're like, it was okay. Eh, wasn't anything special. And what happens when it's a really corking execution that really cheers everybody up? I want I want more details. I, I guess that was like in in medieval times. People would all come out for the executions like it was an event and they'd buy the peanuts and stand around, yeah. you know, eating them and and uh, wait for some guy to have his head chopped off. And they want they want him to you want to have it a nice clean in one. You don't want him to like miss a few times. Well, if he was a away. dickhead, you wouldn't mind that. But I, I think I don't know if some of it was to see someone famous almost. Like if you're right. a medieval peasant and suddenly there's the you know the one of Henry VIII's wives he's had enough of, you get to go and see wow there she is and is they're gonna cut her head off. Oh yeah, yeah it'll be quite uh, exciting which... I guess. <laughs> Man, what a game! It's such a <laughs> such a it good is. one. It's it's so so, so talking good. about so uh, about famous people. I was just looking up Zoe Deschanel this morning because I remember that she was in sure everything a few years ago. Yeah, and she's yeah, not yeah. in anything anymore. So here's a list of of Zoe Deschanel. Uh, in the two thousands, between two thousand and two thousand and ten, twenty eight, twenty eight movies between two thousand. And 2009. That's a okay. lot. In 2007, 20... she put four, five films out. Wait, sorry. Seven so films. Wait, she was so in you're seven saying her things. active period sort of just promptly ended at, uh, she had a decade. in 2009. Yes, she had and a she decade hasn't done where she was since. in fucking everything. Then in the 2011, she did a couple of movies. Then there was four years before she was in another couple of movies. Maybe she spent those four years just getting real deep into crypto or something. No, like, she did know? a TV show called The New Girl. She was in that. Oh. Um, but apparently now she's a mum and she did some singing as well, even though her voice oh. kind of annoys me. But it's just weird to think like that an actor could be everywhere, in in everything, seemingly, Wasn't and she then just in, vanishes. Did she play the uh, lead uh, female role in the movie Elf? Is that she the same was, person? That was Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm thinking I, of the I've right got a few person. to say. Then. Yes. Firstly, people come and go, right? There is this. There is a prevalent thing where women over a certain age who've been typecast into Some the romantic just comedy come. are too age. Yeah. Are too age. Too age. Too aged to do. You know, it's horrible in Hollywood. There, there, there's a squeeze of these sort of slightly older women. We've we spoken about this young, before. Hundred percent comedy star. But see, sometimes people do want to quit when they've got kids to this bring is up true. and it, families. It does, and stuff. it does definitely happen to women. However, in the case of Brendan Fraser, may I make the point that it also happens to men sometimes. That they're what, in a they, bunch they of stuff, put on weight. and then they just fucking disappear. They just disappear. No, no, no. he's not. Hasn't disappeared. If anything, he's far more visible than he's ever been. <laughs> 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 he's he's meant to be coming back. I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to judge, but I mean if I think if you if you take a break and you're in the public eye and you come back and you packed it on a little bit it's not not ideal well but look at mark mark hamill got big and chubby didn't he before the uh, um kind of he got re- he got before the new star wars movies he got he got fit he got like a trainer and stuff he was quite out of shape i think oh, um sure I before mean, the the force awakens maybe stuff. he just took a break and got deep into crypto and you know just Who, like, brendan oh no mark hamill mark oh, hamill we moved on from <laughs> brendan is so insignificant he's we not he was, from, he, was a, he was a big he was, star he was a big star he was i know but he just kind of disappeared didn't he his performance in quiet american was really good and i thought oh he's gonna like move into being like a proper actor actor yeah uh rather uh, than he was really in good in blast shit. from the past and encino man um oh man but see that's the stuff that i thought like that was him coming up you know what i mean like you get these actors 
They can really act, but they he get was in shit the like George of the Jungle. Yeah, that's George the kind of, the of movie they get. I think his biggest movies had to have been The Mummy, right? Like he was. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And he, yeah. he so he was in The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor oh, in two thousand and eight, which I hadn't even heard of. No. He had an uncredited cameo in G.I. Joe: The Rise of Cobra, which Fuck. I mean, if you've got an Never uncredited either, cameo yeah. in a bad movie, that's saying something. Then in 2013, he was in six movies, none of which I've heard. Some of them were direct to DVD. Direct to DVD. Direct to DVD in 2013. That's saying something. That's bad. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like people were definitely not massively into DVDs in 2013. Yeah. Like that's already on the downward spiral. And then he did like one film in 2014, a voice in a terrible computer animated movie. Then he did nothing for five years. And then he was in two more things you've never heard of. Then another two years, and now There's apparently he's back. some sort of like Reddit campaign yeah. to get him back. There is, I, I feel like bad him. for what I said about Brendan Fraser. I, I was just joking. I hope that you guys realize that. I was just joking. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not like a shamer or anything like that. I just thought it was a bit funny, you know, like uh, it, it low hanging fruit. There's a couple of actors though who are kind of like Brendan Fraser, who you would mistake for Brendan Fraser. And do you, do you know what I mean in movies? I guess like Native Fillion and some other people in the industry have got that similar kind of wise goofy, you know goofy vibe fraser -esque. yeah i think i just feel like he's accidentally got f forgotten because there were like cheap knockoff versions no he was in a load of shit him. that's the problem is yeah. he was in some absolute shit and it kind of killed his career wait i think i think i think we also should probably mention uh, if we're talking about uh, famous people that uh, about sean Locke and that he died uh, yeah, yeah, yes, very, sad. very, very yeah. sad. Very sad, yeah. Big fan. He's only fi 58 years old. He 58. died of cancer. Yeah, cancer. Apparently, he was tragic. like one of those guys that people consider like a comedian's comedian. Like, yes. you know, one of those guys that other comedians love uh, in a way that, I mean, I'm not saying Sean Locke wasn't popular. Everybody knew Sean Locke. But it's not like he was, uh, you know, your Michael fucking McIntyre, who's very successful, but shit. Sure. Sean yeah. Locke was like. He's, he's very successful, and I agree. He's not the best, but every once in a while, Michael McIntyre does make me laugh honestly like uh, he just like it's very rare but he well, does that is his job he does <laughs> have the ability every once in a while to make me laugh like it's probably uh, not a very like, good comedian if which that's is it. which is more than i can say for a lot of people actually so it's not uh, you know right i, th I think i think credit well, let's not due, name any names he made me laugh one time so no we should name names which comedians do you not like um I'm trying to think of a comedian that I don't like. Um, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Lee Evans, honestly. Lee Evans hasn't done stand up for like twenty years. I know, but when he did do it, I didn't I didn't like it really. Like I didn't find no, it. No, he was never funny. But I mean, he was just like he was like before him. It was Phil Cool. Do you, does anyone remember Phil Cool? Oh my no. god, that I don't even remember. So that, Phil no. Cool was in the eighties. All he did was weird faces. Oh. Like that was it. His whole stand up act was he did he had a very rubber face. Yeah, and that was that was Phil Cool's whole act pretty much was he could pull strange faces huge huge in the 80s feel cool and then vanished of course lee right. evans whole thing was he sweated a ridiculous amount and was incredibly active a very physical comedian on stage yeah was in a few movies people were like can we use this is this anything and then it just kind of everyone was like not really so lee evans career just kind of it's very out. sweaty yeah he was very <laughs> sweaty, yeah. sweaty he was very joe sweaty. pasquale he was he had a squeaky 80s, voice yeah. what about that was bobby it? davro was he a comedian yeah i think but he, he was, was 70s a... and 80s bobby davro. i would say that i don't like bobby Davro that much. Well, no, no but again, well, can no. you pick something that our audience might have heard of? 
Um, what, like more recent, sort of? Yes, yeah, something in the last stand decade up. would be nice. Maybe someone who's appeared I don't know. on... I feel like stand-up is in, is in a weird spot now, because unless you're going to comedy clubs and, and stuff, the only, the only access you have to stand-up is the big Netflix shows and stuff now, I feel No, like. but it's all the panel shows, do you know what oh, I mean? It's I all guess the, the panel on, shows, on, too, It's yeah. all the guests on QI and 8 out of 10 cats and all these, you know, every, everything. What about know, that guy, the, the guy that played the vampire in uh, IT Crowd? I'll tell you who Noel, I don't like. It, I, I don't Fielding? like Ramesh Ranganathan. I think he's shit. Oh, I like Ramesh. Uh, I think he's really he funny. He annoys me. Uh, I don't think he's very funny. I just, he's just irritating. I also, there's loads of people actually on this list I don't really like. Uh, I don't really think Jason Manford's all that funny. Uh, I don't like, I don't like, I don't really get James A. Cast. I know some people like love him to bits. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I don't, I really don't like Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. Wow, there's a list of these oh, is guys. Jack Whitehall the guy with the, the his dad? He does the stuff dad, with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that show where it's him and his dad was actually quite funny. I, I don't like his, his stand up. Um, I, I don't find Alan Davis funny. I don't find John Richardson funny i don't find uh jason mapford funny at all um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> russell howard okay. isn't funny milton jones isn't funny mickey flanagan all of these oh, guys jason manford's these on guys. um the uh that show um the masked singer he was on. oh no this isn't i'm thinking of somebody else jason manford he's got he does like a quiz show now too right yeah yeah he's on one of the panel shows but like people like uh, lee mack i don't think like i've seen all of this lee mack's really funny guys. i like lee mack i like david mitchell oh, i like uh, lee mack as well actually yeah. I mean, the thing is it's it's uh it's, sometimes it's context too right like i don't find some of these people i don't find uh funny in certain shows but then in other shows they will be really funny if they're paired up with somebody or they have a good chemistry or whatever like they can yeah. be funny like if some of these people like you'll see them on something like taskmaster and uh you might not like them but then you'll see them doing something different and it'll be like oh my god actually they're they're kind of funny like uh i can't think of any yeah. examples of You're that right. oh no that guy the the bearded guy um the, the what's his name joe um joe, joe something joe lysett is a, is not a bearded but he is a no joke. not joe lysett he's um he was in like uh, he's in afterlife with uh ricky gervais joe brand no no he played the mailman <laughs> in uh, in afterlife with uh with i know the guy yeah 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 um, and he's like he's funny enough like i don't dislike him i don't find him uh, like like unfunny but he's just like it's kind of like it's a bit you know slobby sort of stoner humor right but like he's very funny in taskmaster for example and and i warm to him a lot whilst watching i think that. there's so like, like it's all about context though right yeah, yeah. like i think that if you're with a crowd of people and it's and you're in the right mood i think we we probably would laugh at any of the people we mentioned given the right setting and mood and laughter is all about being comfortable yeah you know, I don't think I'm laughing at louder any comedian, however funny they are. No. If, I'm, if I'm in an airport I, like, I don't on my find, phone, or do you know like, what I mean? Jimmy Carr, for example, I don't find particularly funny. Um, and I think, like, kind of when he became more more known or well known, uh, like when he was sort of like starting up or whatever. I went to see him live. He came over to Jersey, and I went to see him, and um, and some of it was actually funny. But again, because there was an audience and lots of people around you laughing and stuff like that, it. It's an experience more so, right? Yeah, and I, but don't, I don't think I would. I don't think I would laugh if I watched one of his stand-ups. You know, like I, I in went my to see room. a comedian a few years ago. This is maybe maybe eighteen months ago. Um, called Evo Graham, who you right. will have seen pop up on panel shows from time to time. He's not funny, like at all. <laughs> okay. he, he is extremely. Right. 
aggressively unfunny. Right. And I went to see him because my mate, well, there's some of my mates and, and, and me that live in London go, go to see stuff and we're, we're no judgment. Okay, so we arrange to go out, someone will arrange it and we will go, even if it doesn't seem like it's going to appeal to us, we will go to support the vibe of that group who goes to see stuff regardless. Mm -hmm. So I would never have gone to see Evo Graham in ever because I, I don't think he's funny but my mate was like we should go see him i really like him we we're like cool no judgment we're going i sat we were in the front row and we sat there and i did not even smile once <laughs> i wasn't trying i wanted to be entertained believe me i paid didn't even didn't even raise a smile did you do like really heavy sighing every time like you did no a i joke didn't want to be anything? a dick oh okay. i didn't want to be a dick the guy just isn't fucking funny and the thing is other people around me are laughing and this is I've, i'm sure i've mentioned this before if you are in a group of people and everyone's laughing and you're not, they, if they're not, as long as they're not laughing at you, then it's very obvious that you, you fucked up. But what happens is you feel like you're missing out. Like, what am I missing out on? Like, why isn't this funny? It, that's why people take comedians very seriously. People get really angry about comedians that they don't like. Because yeah. you feel like you're missing out. You almost feel like you must be the butt of the joke. Why don't I get this? Everyone else finds this hilarious. But I'm watching this guy and people are laughing their asses off. And I'm like, what are you laughing at? Genuinely. Yeah. What what is so funny? Like I understand how this joke is constructed and and everything like that. It almost makes me feel like I've got something wrong with my brain. That's the, I, it's so strange being in an audience with people who think something is hilarious and it's just doing nothing for you. Nothing. Yeah. It feels so so weird. What about being in an audience um, and a song comes on and everybody starts clapping along to the song? Though? And you feel like what? Yeah. What, what are you fucking doing? This? Why are you clapping? Like along to the beat of the song, like, you wouldn't do that in any other situation. Like, why have you well, decided some, some, now to start some doing this? Sort of encourage that shit. Like they're I, like, come on, they sort of clap along, sort of thing, to try to get the audience going. Okay, if, audience if it's "We Will Rock You" or something, where there's clapping in the song, okay, right. sure, clap along, like you know, fill your boots, but like. Don't fucking start clapping along to like uh, Rocket Man by you know Dave Bowie or something. You know, or <laughs> Dave Bowie. Who does that? Don't start clapping. <laughs> Stop clapping! It's a it savage song. Like Spirit what are you doing? by Savage Garden for Christ's sake. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. There's some cer certain songs it's okay to clap to, and I'd say most of them it's not okay to clap along to a song. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're 55 years old and you're clapping along to a song at a concert or whatever, you need some reevaluation needs to be done here. I think like that's uh, not it's not good. It's not a good. You look. can you can clap along to like some some German folk music. You know what yes. I mean? What are the schlagers or whatever they're called? Sure. Like that's kind of thing where you're like, oh, like, clap yeah. along. That's that's the vibe. But if it's just a song, why are you clapping? Why are you clapping? I, I don't need to hear that. Shut up and let them play. Yeah. Let them play. We should I'm, do that in classical music, just to just to rub their faces in it, those classical music twats. Turn up to some concert, everybody starts clapping. Whee! Like that. Let's see how you like it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, coming back to the topic of uh, comedy and uh, what you think is funny and not, uh, I started watching a show that was recommended to me on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave, which mm. is like, a, it's like American sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've watched, I'm, I'm halfway through season two. And overall, I'd say I've enjoyed it, but it's very hit and miss for me. It is very hit and miss. Yeah, some yeah. of them I find absolutely hilarious. Um, and some of them I just find not funny at all. Did you watch like, series one? Yes, I watched all the series so, one. Yeah. One of my favorite sketches from that is the one where the, the there's been a car crash in a clothing store. Oh, the hot dog it's, car. It's a hot dog car. Yes. And everyone's like, who did this? And <laughs> yes. he's in a hot dog costume. He's yes. like, yeah, who crashed this car? And I, I mean, I, I thought I that love was when, hilarious. I love when the other guy was like, well, this guy's dressed like a hot dog as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a suit. It was a suit the same color as his. <laughs> yeah, that fucking, that shit was really funny. I that thought that was, was fucking funny. funny. Yeah. But then there were some sketches, like you said, that are just like either just incredibly cringy awkward he's saying some unbelievably awful thing yeah in, in a, the wrong setting and i think i, I don't find that particularly funny like i've no. never really enjoyed that it's too it's too crude i don't mind crude humor but it's too sometimes it's like too too crude but like not 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 at all funny either i don't know it's just it, it almost feels like it's trying too hard but then yeah there's just these moments of greatness where you 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 can sort of see yeah. past all that like uh, my favorite one from season one was the episode where they're in the in the restaurant and the guy starts choking but he's because he's so starstruck about the guy that made the belt that he's wearing who's at the same table he doesn't want to like make a big deal about the fact that he's choking like his friend is like <laughs> yeah. offering to call the ambulance and stuff he's like no no he's like he's like fucking dying he's choking uh that was really funny i love I, that i one. really like the um the one with ebenezer scrooge where the skeletons keep coming through <laughs> yeah the, that was the, yeah that was bizarre yeah that was really funny though that was that was so weird but yeah. really funny and but I, the one where the one where the guys making up a song on the spot like oh, the, the yeah. band yeah, yeah. And that... he's, the bones are their money, <laughs> yes, stuff like that, yeah. and ruining it. I just yeah. thought those oh, are yeah. so, so funny. Some of them are very funny, But then yeah. some of them are just absolute turkeys. I also really like the one, it, it could have gone the other way for me big time, but I really like the one, the, the, like, has this ever happened to you, the lawyer thing? Has this ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah. you guys come around and yeah, fix yeah. your house? And the thing is, if it was just him riffing and inventing all this shit without the actors playing it out, it would not have been funny at all. Right, but right, the right. fact that you had those guys doing turbo time and jumping <laughs> on the couches and stuff, and, and then the, the the joke toilet for farts only and it's stuff. It's a toilet for farts. Oh yeah. man, I was laughing so hard. But yeah. like, also, again, context matters. Uh, a lot of the time I'm watching this whilst my kids are going to sleep, so I'm on my iPad <laughs> with headphones trying not to laugh. 
So yeah. the really funny stuff comes up, and it's just like you're—you feel like you're a ten-year-old in school again at yeah, the back yeah. of the class, but trying I, not I, to laugh. I, I seem to recall watching this with my girlfriend, and she didn't find it funny at all. Yeah, well, and it was I like it really is. hard. I was like, I was like laughing, but then like I'd look over, and she would not be laughing at all. She'd be like on her phone, like rolling her eyes, and I'd be like. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it is like that. It's a bit like uh, it, it's kind of. It feels a lot like like Tim and Eric humor, which is again not for everybody. Like uh, some of the skit, some of the sketches that I I found funny in um, I think you should leave. I showed my wife, and she also found them very funny. But like I won't show her the whole thing because I know that she just won't have time for like the yeah, unfunny yeah. stuff, and it's it's not fair to make somebody sit through all of that. You know, just- it kind of puts you off. Um, like I think if, especially if you watch a show and like the first sketch is so bad that you're just like this is just awful yeah. it's really hard to win people back over yeah. to thinking oh actually this is quite funny and sort of give like imagine if you were a stand-up comedian you came out and your first three jokes were abysmal yeah. it doesn't matter how good your fourth joke is no no like the audience is turned off it's like, hard to get people it. to stick around isn't it you have it must to be, be it must be fucking hard being a comedian yeah well, yeah it is oh, well a lot God. of them are not all of them, but I like there's definitely like a theme of like depression and stuff in a lot of comedians. Right. Because I think. Yeah. I, I, and I think, you know, probably it's 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 like personality stuff, but also just the nature of what they're trying to do. They they probably just feel like shit a lot of the time because I, I'd imagine that when things go really well, they go really well. Right. You're untouchable. But then when, you know, you have a bad show and things flop or whatever, you must take it so badly. It must like, suck. It must really suck. And you're suck, alone. Yeah. You are alone. Up yeah, there. absolutely. Like, that's the crazy thing. You're just thing. dying but, up but there. Nobody's laughing and stuff. It's it Have must you be watched awful. Co- Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? I have, yeah. Again, I haven't watched all of them, though, because I just... Some of the comedians either I don't know and I don't right. really want to to invest in in finding out about them through that show, or some of them I just don't find funny enough to, <laughs> right. to watch. They are very hit and miss yeah, episodes, very. aren't they? But the weird thing yeah. is for me, because anytime they talk about comedy, Jerry Seinfeld will say it's the hardest job in the world, hands down, the hardest job in the world. And I'm thinking probably the hardest. Well, it must be one of yeah, the hardest. Yeah, I don't to, think to, Jerry Seinfeld's ever worked on an oil rig. So what the <laughs> right, fuck exactly, you know? I'm thinking I, I don't think it is the hardest job in the no. world, but it's certainly the job where there are the fewest qualified it's people. the hardest job he's ever done he's been a comedian since he was 12 so i mean you know but it, i mean how many comedians are there there's not that many good no, comedians. it's true it's true yeah so i think it's very hard to succeed at but i definitely think it's ridiculous to say this is the hardest job in the world i, don't, I, I, I would love it if someone was listening to that while they're doing like open heart surgery on yeah. someone or brain surgery or something or, yeah. yeah or they're like in a, in a small african village with no running water <laughs> right. they've got to like you know be the doctor for 2000 yeah, and they're villages like, yeah. or something Oof, at I, least i'm not Jesus. a stand up comedian I, I gotta say i don't like the <laughs> uh, the way that jerry seinfeld kind of takes it so seriously and like tries to science like the comedy you know like his his sort of analysis of the whole thing is, is for me just a little bit off-putting i i don't i don't like i don't like that too much like i get there is it a bit of that he's though. very he's very successful like clearly knows what he's doing and stuff but there's like there's a formula though there is there is a formula and there is a there is a science behind it i think a lot of people do this do these comics do study comedy sure. and, and have yeah. to figure out you know but also they do a lot of testing i think that's the other thing which is is really obvious yeah that yeah any 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 good act that you see has been tested for a year 
on little small audiences and then they've recorded it and taken out the bits that didn't get a laugh and put the bits sure. in that did yeah, get a laugh and ad-libbed and modified and changed. And that's why, you know, when you say to someone who's, if you say to a comedian, I'll make a joke then, they're like, well, I can, I, I've, I've got like my hour of material that I'm using and has been very carefully prepared for the next, you know, that's going to be my touring material for the next year. Right. I'm going to do it over and over again. Do you know what I mean? It's... It's but I have to make it feel authentic and like I'm telling these jokes for the first time. There's oh, a whole yeah. there's a whole science to yeah, it. Yeah, right? for sure. It's meant. You know what was funny? Uh, this is odd. We're talking about this. The other day, popped up on YouTube for some reason. Louis C.K. at George Carlin's wake, like the funeral or whatever. <clears throat> now you know this is. I'm not talking about Louis C.K. I don't want to get into all that stuff. But as a comedian, he was very funny, and I thought Louis was a really funny show and all the rest of it. Yeah. And the the interesting thing is, is he had been around forever, and if you look back at a lot of 90s comedy stuff Louis C.K. pops up occasionally on, on shows like yeah. he's just there in the background not making it he's not big nobody knows who the fuck he is and the reason for that is that he spent 12 years I think he said touring with the same material honing it a little bit same like hour of material that he, he also had 5 minutes he had 15 minutes you know he had these sets that he'd worked on and they were terrible and he wasn't getting anywhere and nobody really liked it. And he was playing these terrible gigs, like just at a restaurant. Yeah. They, everyone would be eating and they would just turn up at the restaurant and say, hey, <laughs> and just start doing comedy, which is fucking, that is a tough room. And he said that he spoke to George Carlin and said, because he saw that George Carlin was bringing out a special every year. And he said to him, how the fuck do you do it? And he said, well, all I do is I do my year on tour, hone the material. And at the end of the year, I've got it just how I like it. We do the special and then I throw all of it out and start again. And he's like, what do you mean? It's taken me 12 years to build up this, this, you know, hour of comedy that I've got. And he realized if it's not fucking working, why am I sticking with this hour of comedy? So he just yeah. binned it off and started again. Yeah. And then became successful from there. Like actually started saying stuff he wanted to say rather than trying to tailor it to what he thinks audiences will like. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. It is interesting for sure. I like, um, I don't know if you've watched much about or like I'm, I'm sure you know about Richard Pryor, but there's there's a couple of good documentaries about just his life and lead up to him becoming crazy childhood very very famous and uh it, it again very interest like just just very like a very interesting person to watch a documentary on and um just an interest a very interesting time as well in which he he sort of came up and his background yeah. and everything i think he said um, he grew up where he grew up was like a really really weird environment well, a lot of people around him were like musicians or well like he grew up in a, in a whorehouse yeah he, yeah he was raised in just, a whorehouse yeah all of these people <clears throat> and i think that's why if you look at richard pryor he he has this ability to transform himself into another character for a bit, whether it's like Mudbone or one of his sort of famous characters or whether it's just a story that he's telling. I think it's... Because obviously he was watching these people yeah. for so long as a kid and probably very quiet because he's not a big guy. He's like a little skinny kid watching these people and just absorbing their mannerisms and the humor of it and sticking it into his comedy. I think I think a lot of the time those kind of people, like you said, they're depressed or they're like, I know Chris Rock um, was apparently really badly bullied at school. He was the only black kid in his school. Comedy for a lot of these guys is an escape. So yeah. I think a lot of the time they're made rather than, you know, your sort of comedian is made by their environment and how they grew up and what they had to do. Yeah. And some of them are just sort of fell into it because they just found that they were really funny and smart. But a lot of them, the really great comedians, I think, were sort of made that way by their environment with anything else. For oh, sure. Yeah. I really don't like Ed Byrne. Ed Byrne. <laughs> no. No, I'm not a fan. I really either. don't like Ed Byrne. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> go back. 
Going back. So uh, this week, by the way, I thought I'd fill you in on something really interesting that I did. It was a friend's birthday and we drove a couple of hours into the Cotswolds to this little like hobby zoo, it feels like, called Crocodiles in the Crocodiles of the World. You can look it up. It's near to actually it's near to Clarkson's farm. So why not make a day of it? Oh, um, fuck me, man. You know, you can go to you can go to the, the Diddly Squat farm shop and also Crocodiles of the World. So it's this little kind of feels like some rich guy or you know like kind of or, or animal enthusiast set right. up this sort of i guess a sanctuary it's quite small it's quite it's quite weird it's basically a very very hot uh warehouse <laughs> really hot with loads of crocodiles in it but they've also got some galapagos turtles um tortoises i can't remember which one is it is it tortoise it's tor- yeah it's, it's, it's tortoises the, yeah yeah and they're the they're the huge ones they're like the biggest ones yeah. uh in the world and my friend is a big fan of tortoises uh so how do they, how do they him... define themselves as a big fan of, of tortoises yeah do they own one because i do yeah they own one uh they've also got a bunch of other reptiles like a snake and a. so is uh... this the magnet person is this the magnet yes yeah i fucking person. knew it right away there you go carry on <laughs> well, who is this fucking magnet person who collects reptiles in your life i'll that introduce I'd... you okay he's lovely right he's nice well his name's tom which is awkward because oh, everyone else a is million called tom fucking in my tom. life Jeez. i know Right. So so we went went here and obviously for his birthday we got him this present which was you get to hang out with the Galapagos turtles and feed them and like you know and meet them basically right right so we we get our wellies in and we go and then we have like a safety talk and they're like blah 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 it's like you have to wear these steel toe cap wellies because if they step on your foot apparently it's they're very heavy yeah uh, not only that but they will like properly bite your finger if you're not careful so you have to not you have to be a little bit careful with them because their jaws are quite strong yeah right? well they're so huge I, yeah i was like I, I didn't really know what to expect um so we go into this little um sort of enclosure they've got for them and immediately these giant turtles like they're they're you know they're they're very big like they're huge i've got to post a picture later um on on instagram but um they're huge they they came barreling at us, okay. But then, as soon as they reached us, they like they like froze, um, put like stood up as tall as they could, and just like was was stock still. And apparently, it's a behaviour because they have no natural predators on the Galapagos Islands. Yeah, um, they automatically want to be like like I guess not tickled, but they the um the finches that come down and like um nip off the dead skin and the bugs and stuff land on them they like all the little animals surrounding them basically right and it's obviously just it's called finching the behavior and they just stand there <laughs> like so they're so docile and you can like give them a pat and a stroke and tickle them and they they seem to really love it and then they'll just eat like lettuce out of your hand if you're careful and man they they're like it was amazing so i thought they were going to be a bit snappy, a bit like pushy, a bit, I don't know, just a bit aggressive. Yeah. But they're just so like chill. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like so docile. Like, like it's kind of kind of sad in the sense that they're obviously it's very anytime you go to anywhere, it's always tinged with sadness that this fucking animal's die now or this this these fish are being choked by ring pulls and yeah. plastic pollution and do you know what I mean it's like you can't go to a zoo without everyone telling you that these crocodiles are being made into bags these crocodiles are being made into shoes you know these crocodiles are this is the these are the last ones you know it's pretty it's pretty awful the God. Whole, you know but it is nice to see the animals 
And these these turtles obviously very endangered, but you can see why. And it's because they're so they've so trusting. No, they have no survival instinct. They have absolutely none whatsoever. So like, wait, so I, they had no predators on the Galapagos? No, nothing. So they were the top of the their, food chain. What kept their population down? It, they, it, it didn't. They were all over the place. There were loads of them. Well, people, people were trying to transport them back to England and stuff and then eating them along the way, weren't they? That, that yeah, famously so they, with they can, Galapagos yeah. tortoises. Yeah, Apparently yeah. their meat is very nice. But <laughs> that's, why, um, that's why none of them made it back apparently yeah, yeah. yeah well they got eaten on the way they were like you know yeah, what well they the king, they were the just king would like this but uh we could just eat it <laughs> yeah. oh yes good idea Captain. pretty much i was going to say the same like, thing yeah they, they stacked them up and just nommed them all. apparently i don't know if that's true but the thing is they because they're so rare and old as well the one that i met was they didn't even know how old he was they said 80 to 100 years um or more it could be older because when they pick them up off the galapagos they don't know how old they are and it's been you know, if it's if it's a hundred years old, you know, no one's checking. They have they weren't breeding them back in you know the nineteen twenties for us to know. So it's it's really it's kind of interesting to to see animals that are he's oh, man. It's just so cool. It was so cool meeting this Galapagos turtle. I had a really great time. I didn't think I would would be as endeared to it as I was, but I think I was just just surprised by how he didn't give a fuck um, and was just like really friendly. So, cause you, you, I think like you understand that with domesticated animals, they've been trained right. to, and bred to, to behave a yeah. certain way, but this clearly isn't that, you know, it's a wild animal, but his behavior, I guess is not through his reaction to humans. It's more through natural reaction of I'm the biggest thing on this Island. You know, I don't know. Nothing could fuck with me. Right. Type thing. And apparently even like when, you know, that all the invasive species of the dogs and rats and cats and stuff getting on the island, they don't even fuck with the big turtles at all. I mean, or, what are you going to do? Like genuinely? Well, apparently like, yeah, like apparently because they'll squash you. Like they'll just they'll just step on you and you'll be dead and then they'll eat you. Oh, man. Apparently. I had a terrible um, dream yesterday on the topic of rats. Sorry to derail them. Um, no, say. I want to hear about this. I was, I walked through my backyard and um, it was at night because I'd heard something outside so I was walking in my backyard, and then uh, I took one step into my backyard, and it made some noise. This is the dream. Yeah, this is the dream. Right. And uh, there's like <laughs> somehow there's a trench at the back of my backyard that's not actually there. And um, I looked over at the trench, and it was like filling up with rats. They were coming like from under the fence and running towards that's me, terrifying. and I started running away. Yeah, I didn't want to. And then uh, I think one of them bit me, but I didn't. I didn't look at my foot to see if I'd been bitten. I had like a status indicator <laughs> saying that I had a rat bite. So I maybe, man, uh -huh. I think I've been playing too many video games, but I don't you know reckon? where rats come from. But have yeah, you been was... killing rats in, uh, you know, an MMO and they, this is your brain telling no, you, maybe we no, shouldn't be this, killing I don't think, rats. No, not overly. Like I just, something, something deep in my brain just decided, like it felt like a bit of a mix of like maybe Zomboid and something else in that dream. But yeah, it was really weird. Do you guys? Uh, then, do you guys remember? Yeah. This is this is almost certainly before your time. There, uh, there was a, an author called James Herbert who wrote a lot of books in the seventies and eighties. There were a bunch of them. Sean Huston was another guy uh, that were like horror novels. And uh, Frank Herbert's most famous is The Rats, which is about James Herbert. Frank Herbert. Sorry, different. James Herbert. Correction, James Herbert. I get my Herberts mixed up all the time. Right. He, me too. He wrote this book called The Rats, which is about like the UK being overrun by these killer rats, and right. it's incredibly graphic. It's incredibly 
similar to that dream. Very similar. That's what made me think of it. And I thought maybe Sips had been reading The Rats. But no, he, I have he, not he read The not. Rats. And actually, now that you mention it, I will not be reading The Rats either. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to look up to a know. list of Sean Huston's books. Here's one called Spawn. Oh, There's one man. called... Uh, the, he did the UK novelization of The Terminator. Um, oh. He did one called The Skull. Slugs oh. was probably his most famous, which is about <laughs> a group of killer slugs. Man, right. I'm going to have to read these. You, you, they are they are hilariously I've awful. been reading some old sci-fi lately, and I've really been enjoying it. But sometimes it's really out of touch, these old sci-fi, right? Like, Very. for example... Um, there was there was this book I was reading. It was written in I think 1963 or something like that. And obviously they hadn't sent the probes up to Mars at that point, and they didn't know that Marsh Martians didn't exist. Um, they, they they it was still this. So but the, but it was set 20 years in the future. So it was set in sort of 85 or ni- 1990. You know, yeah. written in 1963. They were all talking about Martians as if they were a thing. And of course, actually, you know, the book almost within five years or something. It hadn't been very long after the book had been out that we'd actually got some pretty good quality i think it was i think it was voyager or something one of the, or one of the missions in the 70 early 70s that saw that there definitely weren't martians but up until that point i guess that it was just in the popular consciousness that it was it was the easiest way to describe aliens as martians you know and yeah. to write this whole story about people coming from mars and and I mean, it was a it was a fine book, but it just didn't need the Mars aspect. You know, it could have just been like aliens from anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It could have. It didn't have to. They didn't have to be from Mars, but it, because it, it sort of dated itself massively by this with this idea. So yeah, it's really interesting to look at these, read these old books through the and and look at when they were written and try and think about that stuff because it really it really influences them. And I'm yeah, I'm having a, a lot of fun reading these old books because they're actually. A lot shorter these old old sci-fi and horror books that than the modern books. You know, you read a Brandon Sanderson book, it's like it's like reading a fucking it's like reading ten old books. <laughs> it's, it's, they're massive. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, even Lord of the Rings that was three books originally. You know, I mean, nowadays that's just a normal book, isn't it? Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had that to say. The other thing I was thinking about was. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Oh, here and, we go. We're back. And UK glamour models, right? As a result, because when we were young, before the internet, we had big pillowy-breasted women who showed their breasts <laughs> in men's magazines. We did, <laughs> aka and the good old days. <laughs> the good old days, and they were a very specific type of British woman. They and looked I like if extras still going. from Benny Hill, like. Just relatively small waisted, but that wasn't that important. Big bosoms, big happy smiles, big hair because it was the eighties, and yeah, there, there was a type like that was. They all had to basically fit the mold of like like Sam Fox. If you look at Sam Fox from the eighties, she was like the, the the archetypal. This is what hot women look like. Sam Fox, and then Baywatch was like exactly the same. Blam blam blam. That's pretty much it. Huge boobs. I think they still uh, exist in the form of footballers' wives now. These sort of famous for just having big, big, voluptuous. Bosoms. I don't think there's as many women who are just famous for their boobs as there were back in the. 80s. But I think you can still make a living for it if, oh, if I'm you're. Sure, Lewis. I'm just saying. A... <laughs> but I mean, there's a million of these women out there now but, doing, doing but porn. But these days, with with porn and OnlyFans, it's it's such an innocent thing, though the glamour model thing. You know, it's like it's just the boobs. Um, it's just a, a big smiley face. It's just pictures. You know, it's like I don't know. It's 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 very. It, it's an in, it's a mark from a more innocent time. Is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. nowadays now. you could there's a, there's 
someone's stepsister is dressed as a character from Overwatch and they're like, I don't know, doing some really weird stuff. Uh, You're right, it's lost its innocence. <laughs> oh man, I sound like the biggest boomer in the world. But I don't want to get graphic is what I'm saying. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, there was a time and I, I just, I know some people like the more the, the more titillating thing where they don't see anything. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's hotter for them to have all the clothes on type thing. Um, I just, I just, I just, for some reason, you talking about Zoe Deschanel because she was that girl next door. She had a classic, she had that sort of innocent, cutesy look about her, right? She was that meant was... to be the kind of quirky girlfriend, I think, was kind of what she Yeah, was, yeah. and she was in the romantic comedy as that, you know, that girlfriend material. And I think being, what, however old she is, 40, 41 or 42, I think now, it's, it's like around the age that is, you know, that's like... That's like our, that, our that's, generation. That's quirky mum vibe rather than quirky girlfriend vibe, right? At that age. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not doing more like movies as a mum. There must be roles, but, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe but, it's just. But I think the biggest question you've got to ask is can she act? Like, was her whole shtick? Look at me, I'm just cute the and big adorable. Doe eyes or, and, like, yeah. But actually can't act in a very interesting way. I think that's the reason quite a few. Uh, of these young people that are in movies it does it does happen to women an awful lot more where there's a gap where they're like they're not allowed to be the love interest anymore because god forbid they're 40 i mean if you're a dude you can have a 30 year old girlfriend in a movie and no one's meant to blink like if you look at in the line of fire with with fucking clint eastwood he's a million years old in that movie and um renee was it renee russo i think was his girlfriend hold on in the line of Fire, which was a movie that came out in, uh, ooh, let me think, 1993. And it's got Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo. So she, so he was born in, uh, hold on a sec, just let me do this because this, this matters to me. This is important. So Clint Eastwood <laughs> was born in 1930. Rene Russo was born in 1954. So she is 24 years his junior. But in the movie, there's no doubt that it, she's attracted to him immediately. Like, th this happens in, in Hollywood movies. The dude can be any age. But the woman has to be a certain age. At the very least, she has to be 20 to 30 years younger than, than the man for us to genuinely believe that he would be interested in her. That's a thing that happens in Hollywood all the time. So I think that's the issue that people well, have. Well, there's a feedback loop as well, because we've seen it so much that now we see two people who are the same age getting married. And you're thinking, wow, she's old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's not it's right, weird. man. It's not right. So I think a lot of yeah. women like Zoe Deschanel, who've been actors and had success, they were sort of, oh, yeah, we love you, Zoe. You're going to play the cute love interest who's kind of ditzy and can sing. And they surprise everyone. Oh, my goodness, she can sing as well. Great. And then you get 10 years of that. And then it's like, what have you got for me? Eh, no, nah, we found someone else that can fill that role now. So you'll have to wait until you're in your 60s. And then it'll be like, oh, wow, Zoe Deschanel, she still looks great. And you can come out of the woodwork and act again. Now you can play the <laughs> hot mum, basically, uh, when you're when you're older. Yeah, that's how it works. I don't think there's any way around it. And it's inevitable that, that we are going to fall into the same pitfall trap. Uh, well, once uh, honestly, audiences, we audiences are, not are funny. a problem. Audiences are a problem. They, they'll accept this shit. Stop accepting it. If you don't like it, don't watch. But apparently a lot of people do like it and do accept it. So Love it or leave it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, sure. I don't know why that applies, but yes. Well, you know, it's just a famous quote from a famous movie. I don't know if you remember a little movie called Born on the Fourth of July. Baby. <laughs> right. That's what it's from. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. That uh, took a bit of a tangent at the end there when I just yeah. dropped it's in. A, it's called a callback, Lewis. It's in pillowy boobs. Man, just well, thinking about them for some reason. Just, just thinking those... about pillowy boobs. <laughs>
it's, well, it's good to think about. Um, it's all yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I think it's a nice, 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 nice thought to end the uh, podcast on. Absolutely, like, everyone likes who doesn't set of big titties, <laughs> big pillowy boobs, <laughs> just a big titties. Buz, buz, yeah, buz right, well, there you go. That is the podcast for today. <laughs> yes, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for listening on Spotify. Uh, new Wednesday. episodes on Spotify every Wednesday. And he just said that. Do I need to say it as well? He just said that. New episodes available on Spotify on Wednesday. I think I don't think you should be playing Final Fantasy <laughs> next week when we do this. <laughs> I wasn't playing it the whole time, but I was. I was playing hard. it a little bit at the end. <laughs> oh, I know. You, I know you are now. I can. <laughs> You're on like auto repeat. Oh, it's like a, it's like talking to an answer phone. Oh, All right. Man, man. Bye everyone. Bye. Okay. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye.